What's up, Gorilla Social Workers? Welcome to the Gorilla Social Work Podcast with that old rusty screwdriver, Jeff Moore, and yours faithfully, Mace Warren. Jeff and I are both licensed clinical social workers, LCS dubs, who specialize in providing forensic psychotherapy to clients involved in the criminal justice system. We truly enjoy the work that we do, and we love sharing our insights with you. Thank you so much for your ongoing listenership and subscriptions. Uh, speaking of which, shout out to Doc NE, and let me get this right, PBG301765I9JM. That's not that's not a Russian bot at all, I promise. <laughs> Either way, thanks for subscribing. Uh, if you haven't done yet already, please subscribe, give us a five-star rating, tell a friend so we can reach a bigger audience to hear our shenanigans. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Alpha Counseling and Treatment. Alpha Counseling provides clinical services, case management, and peer support for justice-involved clients, including substance abuse, sexual offense, and all other court-ordered clinical care. Check out our website at utahsbesttherapy.com today and get started with your personal recovery. Uh, super funny episode. Jeff and I stumbled onto this YouGov America article that polled over uh, 1,200 U.S. adults and asked them which animals they think they could beat in an unarmed fight to the death. We linked this with a psychological concept that we've been wanting to talk and discuss about for a long time. Uh, we love talking about it. And we hope you like it too. So let's stop wasting time and take a listen. That's what people are doing right now. They're crying because we haven't recorded in so long. I'm sorry, listeners. I know. What have we what have we been doing that's so busy? I don't know what we've been doing with our lives even, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's it all for? Yeah. Just being disappointed with <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. That's it. That's about it. So yeah. yeah. We're, we're back though, again. How many times have we said that? Like, and we're back. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> for a minute. Well, I don't know. Like uh my sister will love this, but have you ever noticed that like Britney Spears has like Britney's back, bitch? Like, have you noticed how many times that's come up? Oh, like, yeah. I'm like, hold on. Like, she was. I, I realized that she was there in the '90s, and then she came back and back again, and then it, like it's back. And I'm like, when do you stop coming back? Yeah, and <laughs> Britney's back. So again. every like every like Part nine two. months, I'll send her a text message. I'm like, hey, uh, did you hear? And she'll be, you know. What? And I'm like, Britney's back. <laughs> <laughs> she, 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 oh, I know, I know. She's the biggest Britney fan on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of funny. I mean, stuff. She has been in the news though, so or on that documentary. I know. Dude, yeah. you know what's weird huh. is I don't know if you noticed this, but um those those their voices sound a lot different when they're just talking 
versus like when they're singing. Oh yeah. So I noticed that with um, uh, Miley Cyrus when she had her when she had her podcast with Joe Rogan. Yeah, she doesn't sound like she could sing very well with her voice. Right. I mean, it sounds like she has cancer yep. in her voice box. Or she something. sounds like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she does sound yeah. like you. Yeah. And then. Uh, and I saw, yeah, I saw that it was like that the last season of Black Mirror that was awful. Um, she was on there, and I did not like that last season. Huh. It's huge disappointment. Yeah, I, I, I only got like an episode or two deep into it. Kind of was lame. Oh, Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah, that's the last, the last season. season. Yeah, last I watched, season I, yeah, I watched everything but the they last. They need to season. get back to their roots, man. Yeah. So, did you, uh, did you catch the fights this last weekend? Uh, of course, yeah, dude. So, I mean, aside. Everybody's talking about the McGregor thing, which uh-huh. whatever. I mean, you know, uh, that was so funny when <laughs> just, I mean, I, I, I love like everybody's, oh, that's not, that's not cool. Talking about his wife. I'm like, your wife's in me DMs. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I just, I like, I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, it seems like I kind of appreciate, I, I don't know if he's really that big of a jerk in real life, you know, but I kind of like the, the guys who are pretend jerks in real life but real sweethearts behind the scenes Mm -hmm. versus like the sweethearts in real life but jerks behind the scenes you know what i mean like john jones yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. no um sorry john if you're listening there you go the one (laughs) no the one i was talking about was um the uh i don't even know his name what's that kid's name that fought sugar sugar shot like the Sean dude with Mellon. the green hair? Yeah, Billy Eilish's brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know his name. I've never seen him before until the fight. I, that was he got brutalized, but he's like a terminator. Yeah. That's although, man, I cannot believe that that fight got stopped with 30 seconds. That was stupid. They man, they 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 took his I don't know, I don't want to say glory, but Oh they, no, it's glory. I mean, have you seen Rocky? That's glory, son. Yeah. Yeah, that's glory. And they took it from him. Right, yeah. I mean, Herb Dean's like, oh, wait, hold on. 30 seconds? All right, sweet. Okay, cool. Let me ruin this kid. I know. All right. I'm like, what? Dude, he's... I know. Uh, he's you've let him get beat up for three rounds. Like, let, just, him, let him get it. Right, let him get yeah, to the who bell. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, speaking of fights... Um, <laughs> so the idea for this mm. for this podcast came up you you cued me into or clued me into um <laughs> this this uh this poll that you said had been floating around the internet yeah and um just kind of what it was all about so it, it, where did you see it like how did that come up like where did where did it originate oh hell i mean at this point it was uh one of the podcasts i listened to um it it might as well have been rogan i don't know but um and, and I'd, I'd heard it a few other places there's there's a guy named john lovell like warrior poet society dude that was talking about it just i don't know just different people but it was ridiculous enough and also freaking captivating and it's stuff you and i have talked about like yeah i think you and i have had multiple conversations over the years about fighting animals mm-hmm. you know and how we would do and how we'd stack up against then we're usually talking about what it would be like mm. to fight like some type of jungle cat right you know or like fighting a cow right. or something right <laughs> and so yeah. it, it's just that yeah uh, the well and a lot of those conversations stem from like okay i'm by the way everybody i'm on team human all the way so because last time i checked i am one but the but like the arguments that come up about this, and I mean, it's fine to get into it, but like the arguments that come up about this are so foolish. Like, yeah, man, why don't you fight? Why don't you fight that bear? Take away your guns. I'm like, okay, 
bro. Like, that was like me being a human. Right. It, it, like, yeah, my, my intelligence built that gun, yeah, yeah. and that's why I get to use it as right. much as I want. And yeah. we're on the top of the food chain, and we'll do whatever we want. Right. So, yeah. but I mean, like, so that just for starters, this is not that. We're not trying to advocate for. But this is kind of a fun thought experiment, I guess you could say. Yeah. 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 I don't know how beneficial it is, but it's fun to talk <laughs> yeah. about. Well, we so don't worry. We'll tie it into something related to therapy, right? We promise. I I think we always do. So uh, this came from – so this is the articles from YouGov, YouGov America um, by Matthew Smith. And it was, it was titled, Rumble in the Jungle, What Animals Would Win on a Fight. So I'll kind of read this to, to those of you who can't see this. Awesome. Um, and what wild beasts do Americans think them, uh, they can take on themselves? So it says the lion is often held to be the king of the animals, but it is truly, but is it truly nature's most fearsome fighter? Americans, in search of it answers, as well catered for, of answers are well catered for. Damn, bro! I know. Sorry. There is a book series, a video game, battle simulator, and even Discovery Channel documentary dedicated to establishing the outcome of hypothetical animal combat. Really, Discovery Channel? Wow. Okay, I've seen that Bug Wars thing where they just put two things of bugs together. Oh yeah. And I love how they, it's on YouTube. If you guys ever have, I think it's called, yep. but I, is it, is it just, bug wars? it might just be bug wars. Bug wars yeah. Dude. My favorite part is they pretend as if like this was a natural occurrence and like <laughs> th- th- this hornet's nest fell into this ants uh, hill. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, it didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you threw it in there and, and it's fine. I'm all down for watching like insects slaughter each other, but check come out on. how this praying mantis and this black widow ended up in the <laughs> same. <laughs> they live in two different yeah. parts of the yeah, world. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man. And I love the lighting's all perfect yeah, and everything. Yeah. I'm like, Obviously oh yeah, huh? okay. This is this is naturally occurring <laughs> yeah. stuff. Um, so it says, of course, geography and morality get in the way of ever knowing for sure, but a new YouGov study uh, provides the next best thing, the views of the U.S. public. Our survey puts 34 different animals, including humans, against one another to see which Americans think is the mightiest. We showed people seven random pairings of animals from the list and asked them which of the two they thought would win in a fight. Animals are ranked by their win percentage, that is, how often Americans thought that the animal would win in a head-to-head matchup when it is one of the two animals shown. The results show that elephant wears the crown in the animal kingdom, but only slightly, meaning that it, without humans, people think elephants would win in a fight more than anything. It kind of makes sense. Without, meaning like animal versus animal? Yeah. The yeah. elephants would be the top dog? Sheer so size. Okay, yeah. That, that seems, though, I don't know. Elephants are tough. I, I guess I'm. Just, I, I guess I'm thinking about like, okay, what about like a tiger though? And it jumps on its back. What does an elephant do? I I've seen elephants withstand like ti- uh, lion attacks. I, I get it. How long though? You know. Um, I've never seen one lion take down an elephant. Well, ne- I'm not, I didn't say lion. I said a tiger, son. I wonder if that's even happened. Oh yeah, that, in India, huh? There's there's elephants and tigers. Indian elephants seem like they're smaller. Yeah, they're lame. They definitely got yeah, crappier ears. Yeah. <laughs> so elephants had a win rate of seventy four percent, just fractions of a percent ahead of a single horned cousins, the rhinoceros, in second place. Rhinos. Okay, Damn. so rhinos. All right. Not far behind. Third place is the grizzly bear at seventy three percent. Grizzly bears are vicious creatures. This may raise eyebrows among zoologists, given that grizzlies far outperform their pale cousins, the polar bear, ninth place. 
despite the latter being far larger and more aggressive. Yeah, that's people that's, are dumb. Well, I think it's just uneducated. Like polar bears are the most vicious <laughs> creatures beasts, on the planet, dude. in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Also performing particularly well are tigers, seventy percent hippos, sixty nine percent lions, sixty eight percent and crocodiles, sixty seven. That seems reasonable. Yeah, yeah. So here's kind of this here's kind of this this chart that is up here. Um, so that, I mean, I'm not going to go through each one of them, obviously, but you get down to this man versus beast. This is my favorite thing I've ever seen on the internet. I think (laughs) I knew you'd like it. So it says, but what if, uh, but what, what if that unarmed human was one of our respondents themselves? We took a further selection of animals and asked if they thought they could triumph in battle against them without weaponry. So this is saying that uh, it makes sense. I mean, you know, so I've kind of likened this to if you're gonna if you're gonna fight, so somebody says like a tiger, right? Mm. And you're fighting a tiger, and they're like, "Yeah, without that gun, you're nothing, bro." And I'm like, "Well, I, I get that, but what if what if I took out all that tiger's teeth and all of his claws? Mm. Like, so then what? I mean, you know, I'll bet that tiger still kick my ass, but yeah. I'm just saying, you know, weapons are weapons. You know, nature's evolved itself, but, I, but this is saying humans without their weaponry, right. which is right. that, it's not fun. Unless you do it that way. Right. right. Otherwise, you just pick them off at 500 yards. Although, I would say, like, you know, it's it kind of reminds me of um, the end of... Have you seen that movie, The Gray, with Liam Neeson? I don't think so. No. It's it's kind of a far-fetched movie. Um, they, they crash land in Alaska, and they get all these... They're, they're hunted by this pack of wolves, and he's got, like, a his gun breaks and so they have to you know mm. it's man against wolf and they get their asses kicked of course and then he finds himself like at the very end right in the wolf den and they've been trying to get away from the wolf den the entire time and he grabs this knife and then he breaks these uh these mini bottles and then wraps them in duct tape and then he's like ready to fight this wolf and i'm like okay that wolf's <laughs> gonna eat your ass dude but but yeah. but i i just think to myself like that you it seems like you'd at least want a knife, right? Oh yeah. I mean, that's that's fair. That's fair. Teeth, knife, yeah. but okay. We'll 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 humor this. Well, be, 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 here's the thing, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know if the the listeners or viewers can see this, but I b- before we get into how Americans responded, I kind of want to quiz you on how you would do on just the animals right here. Uh okay. on if you think you could beat them. So, I'm just uh I'm just going to read through the the animals first just so we so we know what the scale is like and then I'm going to ask you kind of where you think where I where what, I line you, up yeah, yeah who you, which okay, let me be, ask you this though yeah what's up where's the mindset like okay so do both of us like are we entering into a battle arena yes. okay we're entering into a battle arena yes. and do both of us know this is a fight to the yeah, death. Yeah, you both know you're in a fight. So you the, animal the animal somehow, through some animal psychic power, knows yes. this is a fight to the death. It's All aware. Right, yeah, let's, yeah. let's go for it's it. It's aware. And yeah, and, and let's just assume like Roman Colosseum style. Okay. All right. Okay. So just not to spoil this this any further, we'll kind of we'll just have this conversation here, and you can read off the the animals. Okay. So for the, so the animals before you start answering the animals at the lowest end we have rat, house cat, <laughs> goose, medium sized dog, eagle. Large dog, chimpanzee, king cobra, kangaroo, wolf, crocodile, gorilla, elephant, lion, grizzly bear. All right. All right. So let's start off with rat. Of course. (laughs) Come on. I mean, I don't care. Like, that could be the biggest 
rat in the world and I'd kick its ass. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And do we do we want to get into the method or would that get a little too gruesome? I I I think we all know what would happen. I would just I mean, well, do I have clothes on? Do I at least get to wear boots? You you're in uh we'll, we'll just say like uh board shorts. That's it. So this shoes. is like this is like board shoes shorts and shoes. And shoes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. The humans got to have something. They can't just go in there. I know. I board mean, shorts even, and shoes. Yeah, okay. All right. Board shorts and shoes. I'd stomp that rat's head in. Okay. 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 House cat. Yeah, I'd beat that. Although this is it's like I could beat a I could have a flawless victory against a rat. Okay. Okay. House cat, no way. You're not you're not coming away from that unscathed. Like I mean, how big do house cats get? Like big well, because you reach a you reach a threshold though, because house cats get like if they get too big, because I've seen fat house cats, but I'm those things say can't move. Twelve pounds. Okay, I could take a that's twelve a, pound. That's cat. a big cat, right? I, I would. All things considered, though, I'd get scratched and I'd be bleeding. It's I like mean, what if people both say of us about. knew this is this is we're facing off to death. Yeah, you know, I can't just sneak up behind that yeah. house cat. So I'd win, but I and I'd probably try to just get my hands around it and you know choke it or you, something. Maybe I might, you know, spike it on the ground. Yeah, try to use that tail as a <laughs> ball and yeah. chain type method. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like how people talk about a knife fight. Like no matter what, you're getting cut. So oh, for sure. Kind of like that with a you, cat. You're not no flawless victories with a house cat. Okay. No. All right. <laughs> goose. A goose seems really silly. That that's. <laughs> After the house, cat. I don't. I don't get it. It might be because when we'll get we'll get into it in a second. It might be because of how people answered. But okay, well, yeah. geese are not intimidating at all. I yeah. win that. I don't even. I don't know what what would they do. They, they hiss at you. They, I, they're kind of scary when you're a little kid. Yeah, and they you're hiss. like, what is that thing doing? Yeah, you know. And all I've ever read was like, you know, the the what is that the the ugly duckling mm. that's my idea of what that's a swan though either way I, you're gonna I mean, mark that you thing. know like i mean they just hiss and they have ugly nose you know i love the ones that have like horns on their beaks i'm like oh my yeah. god what happened to you you mutant <laughs> yeah, yeah I, convergent I would, evolution yeah just think about grabbing that neck and they have a long neck yeah, you break it you're easy. like doing like a lasso motion yeah, exactly with, okay medium-sized dog what are we talking so let's say uh 40 pound dog. I I feel like I'd have a better chance against that dog than I would a house cat. Same. Yeah, I would I mean cats cats are sli- like ninjas, the ninjas of That's the That's the word kingdom. I was going to use. And they are and they're slick. They're just their bodies and how they move and even their just attitudes and their disposition is just scary in a lot <laughs> yeah. of ways. I, I think they're devils. Like, the, their movement is what's For sure. Yeah. Yeah, dogs Ninja is a good description. Do, yeah. You said a forty-pound dog. Yeah, yeah, I could take that dog. And and again, I would for sure get bit. I'm You're not saying I, I'd get bit, and but I mean, when it comes to eye gouging and stuff, I, yeah, yeah, I could take that dog. Okay, okay. Eagle. Are we talking like a bald eagle? Yeah, bald eagle. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I they, I've seen some videos on on some eagles, and they can shred things with their talons plus they're coming from the air like i mean that's a that's a natural advantage and they're they're not small like they're light like eagles all birds are light yeah right they don't weigh very much but i'm just saying like if so how would it get how would it get you like they're fast too if you ever like, if you ever watch videos of them swooping down, oh, and, when they dive, dude, they're super oh, yeah. fast. They're coming in at like eighty miles an hour, probably. So I'm just thinking about kinetic energy, right? And if they 
had an arena big enough, I imagine we're like in a Thunderdome type setting, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, so they can fly up and use their advantage and then come down. I mean, I don't know. We could Google how fast they go. But I imagine if an eagle came at me full clip, I'd probably get knocked on my ass, if not knocked out. And Is that he, how they attack, though? No, no, no. That's how they – like, that's how they, they, they catch I, mean, I, I thought they kind of, like, swoop down and then grab with they their do. talents. They do. They, they do. They like, do. I'm just saying, like, look – we already established that the eagle knows it's in a fight for its life, right? Oh, right. So I think it's yep, going to yep, go. Yep, yep. It's probably going to go eight. Yeah, you know? that's true. And and so I'm saying like, and and I know falcons are faster than all the rest of it. I'm just saying when you see a majestic eagle swoop down and grab a fish, and if it gets its talons into my neck and clips my jugular, I'm I'm done. Done. So I. How to, but if I got a hold of it, I think I, I'd be okay. It, again, I would get thrashed though. I'd probably I might even die because. Its talons are so sharp I mean, and vicious. Yeah, if you grabbed it and even like get got in on your arm and puncture like a brachial sure, artery sure. or something. So but I'd say 50-50. Well, both 50-50. You're giving yeah. the eagle a lot of love. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Okay. Eagles are badass, dude. Okay. They, would, they would destroy a 40-pound dog easy. Oh, yeah. And they, I'd have a hard time with a 40. I'm not saying I'd come okay. unscathed. They, Different they'd techniques. They'd destroy a 40-pound yeah. dog. Styles make fights, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Chimpanzee. Does it have AIDS? Or cancer? No, this is a no way. This is a, this is a virile chimpanzee. I, I learned something about chimps, but go go on, like explain because I'll I'll tell you what I so learned. Is, in. is this a like a virile chimp? Yeah. I'm not gonna no. 100 percent. I'm losing. Okay, 100 percent. 100 percent. No, All right. I, they're small, but they're wiry, man. Like that. Yeah. Every like their muscles I'm, work different than ours, and and I. What so, was the last time that you heard about some old ass domesticated chick? Like, think about that old ass domesticated chimp that ripped off that chick's face. Oh my god, dude, that's so. When was gnarly. the last time you heard about a human ripping off another human's face? I don't even think we're capable. There's of just it. that Florida man, but that's it. But yeah, but he, <laughs> Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, that's the, the thing I heard. We'll get through. That. I know we, we got to actually get, tie this into sure. therapy in a minute here, but. I heard that chimps aren't necessarily stronger than humans. Pound for pound, they're stronger. So like a 60-pound chimp is stronger than a 60-pound human, obviously. But I, I heard that like kind of the idea that like chimps are like 10 times stronger than humans because their muscle fibers are different is a is a myth. I the, the source I heard that from, I think, is reputable. I, this is I, – that might be true. I think they're more efficient, though, with their muscle usage. And their teeth. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, they've got, I mean, ridiculous. I'm, I'm just saying that even if that's true, I'm, I think it's kind of like old man strength. I oh, mean, that's a good comparison. I'm, I, I've seen old dudes, you know, like when I, I worked construction for one summer when I first got out of high school. And, I mean, I could bench press a lot back then, too. And these guys couldn't even hold a candle to my bench press mm -hmm. but when it came to like using a shovel over to shovel asphalt dude i couldn't do any of it compared to them really so, so i'm just saying i think when it comes to like chimps have old man strength. decimating your your enemy <laughs> yeah chimps have old man strength or they're just more efficient with their muscle usage that's it what percentage are you giving me zero zero okay. i'm not being a chimp okay okay Let, let's just uh king cobra maybe yeah let, let's let's do that because th then we can just because there's going to be some that I know you're going to say 0% on. Like, can we pretty well say wolf, crocodile, gorilla, elephant, lion, and grizzly bear? You're not going to beat? No, I'm not beating any of those. Okay. A kangaroo? 
maybe. That's a maybe, isn't it? They're really powerful, obviously. I mean, they're. I, I would. I would think if they kicked me the right way, it might knock me out. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah. and they have sharp t- toes. Yeah. <laughs> but, and king cobras. I mean. Yeah. How would you fight a cobra? Well, if you can. So some snakes, and I think a cobra is one of them. I'd have to look. Some a lot of snakes, if you grab them by their tail, they don't have the the I guess I don't know if it's musculature or ability like. to come back up and bite you on your arm if you hold it out mm-hmm. like this. And if that's the case, but even even if I could if I could just dodge a bullet and grab the tail, <laughs> centrifugal force <laughs> I like dictates the lasso method. Yeah, that I would yeah. yeah, I'd win that fight. I wouldn't try to stomp it. Like an yeah. idiot. Well, the thing is, and here's a deal: like a snake in a, that knows it's in a fight for its life is going to be coiled, so it's going to be tough to get in on that tail. Well, yeah, and I could, I mean, I could like kick at it and try to get it to. You'd have to, you know, something. I, I mean, there'd be a gamble there because he's going to be able to strike. I give at you myself once. a sixty forty shot. Okay, fair. All right, zero on a crocodile, gorilla, elephant, lion, and grizzly bear. Zero. Okay, add wolf. Zero. Excellent. So. I'm not going to go through all my you, – you, the way you answered is but, pretty dang close to where I'm at. But, now, dude, I love I love how Americans answer this. Though. Yeah, go, will you read the results? I can't see what that so is. So here's well the – This is how we tie it all okay, into what so we're talking I'm about. I'm equally fascinated by – so 72% of Americans believe that they could kill a rat in a fight. And 6% of Americans believe that they could kill – a grizzly bear in a fight. I am equally fascinated with the 28% of Americans that believe they'd lose to a rat in a fight <laughs> and the 6% of Americans that believe they'd win in a fight a with a grizzly bear. bear. Like, Are they serious? They, uh, on either end of the spectrum, how could you be serious yeah. about that? How like if if you're serious that you could lose to a rat? I mean, we're not talking long term like you get rabies and die. Like we're meaning like in the arena, in the coliseum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like because you have to. That's the. That's the thing. You can't. You have to kind of set the stage for what the fight's going to be like. Yeah. I mean, you can't just say humans unarmed and and call it. That's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then grizzly bear. I mean that. So, <laughs> what what does it say for lion? Or ele- What does it say for elephant? Um. Does it say elephant says eight percent? Eight percent. What? In the, like, how? How so, are you gonna punch it? So you're telling me out of a hundred people, eight people say they'd beat an elephant in a fight? Yeah, I could do it. Yeah, I do this, yeah. dude. Like, can you imagine the dude who's saying that though? Who's saying that they? Yeah, could, I can imagine him. Oh my god, it just is. <laughs> it's it's disappointing. I mean, I know, I know. Yeah. Well, and so that. As we were as we were talking about this, like some of these other ones, kind of, I don't know, they kind of make sense, you know. 30 percent eagle, yeah, that's, I'd say that's about. Isn't that what I said? I think you did. You give yourself sixty forty. I think no, that was the that was the king cobra. Oh yeah, uh, but then, yeah, and then eight eight percent of people say they could beat a gorilla. No, you can't. How? No, you can't. How do people think that? Without. Without weapons, I I want to hear their explanation. I really I would like yeah. genuine. Like, please explain this to me. How are you going to do this? Right. So, as we were kind of thinking about this, this brought to mind um, this idea of uh, the the 
Well, it, it's this was a, an assignment that you came up with quite yeah. a while ago. Mm-hmm. So w- what is it? What is it exactly? So it, it it's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Is that related to Freddy Krueger? Yeah, Ryan Dunn and Freddy Krueger. Like... <laughs> I <laughs> came up with it. That, that dead jackass yeah, guy? Yeah, that dead jackass. <laughs> Dude, yeah. it's, can, can you imagine having the last name Kruger? Like you, for, for Dude. time in memoriam, it was like, Woo! Dude, when I worked at FedEx, my direct supervisor was, her last name was Kruger. And I mean, it, like, it was funny. You were Every time. Freddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> she thought it was great. Yeah. That's awesome. So the, the Dunning-Kruger effect is, uh, the, I'll, I'll explain a little bit. So these, they're, they're researchers. And this is a pretty new psychological concept. Uh, it was developed in 1999. And oh yeah, that's that's really new. really new. Yeah. Do you, do you know where it comes from? Um, like what what motivated the study of it? What motivated Dunning and Kruger to look into this? No. Uh-uh. So there was this. This happened in maybe 1995. There was this dude that robbed two stores, two banks or something, mm-hmm. in in broad daylight, no mask, no nothing, just walked in. Would even like like kind of smirk up at the security cameras, just like all this hubris, just kind of super cocky. And, you know, he made no efforts to conceal himself mm-hmm. and didn't make any efforts to hide himself. He was promptly arrested, like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And as they were interviewing him in the, in the, you know, to take down his statement or whatever, he just kept saying like, I don't, I don't get it. I even used the juice. So the juice, <laughs> He, he went on to explain, I put lemon juice all over my body and lemon juice is invisible ink. Okay. I so, thought that if I put lemon juice. So he's psychotic. No, he has the Dunning-Kruger effect. <laughs> he, he, he thought he was so slick yeah. and that maybe nobody had ever thought of this. Nobody had ever thought to use invisible ink to rob a bank or do anything. He he really thought he was kind of the first person to stumble upon this method, you know, because, like, I mean, any, any eight-year-old. That pretty delusional, though. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. But uh, so, and you're saying that the Dunning-Kruger effect, it, it supersedes, like, any form of psychosis or delusion or anything. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know if that guy had delusions or not. Uh, yeah. They, the, 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 the researchers that it really was that case that motivated okay. them to study this and yeah. their psychologists I would I would think they would look into or control sure. for or but maybe they just use that as like a, a gee whiz like how the hell could this person this incompetent doofus legitimately convince themselves to the point they're willing to take a risk to, to rob banks smirk at the camera because they think that the lemon juice which again serves as invisible ink you know like any any eight-year-old knows yeah what a the dumb lemon idea ju- I, I mean I, I to some degree i think we've all thought about like robbing a bank before maybe yeah, and like how we would get away with it and you never thought of lemon juice have you no I, I i mean i was always inspired by like point break you know and i'm like seeing those oh like, Ooh, dude that's how i do it but uh. then but then i watch like the town and with uh you ever seen that with ben affleck and jeremy renner yes super and yeah. like just how sophisticated and slick they are and everything that is like night and day difference from this dude i and know like they would have to and the amount of planning that goes into that like that sounds like this was a mindless like Absolutely. didn't even yeah didn't even take in 
take any time to plan and just went in there yeah, and, and assumed that this would work out one way or another. And, and and that's kind of the point actually. So the, the robbers in the town or oceans 11, even though that's a little, you know, cinematic, the, <laughs> like the, those dudes, let's just go like either of those movies. Those dudes are like top shelf thieves that have studied, they've researched it. They've planned it. They have people at the top of their game. They're highly skilled thieves mm-hmm. to be able to pull off a heist like that. People that I are, love everybody's good looking too. Oh yeah, just oh. super handsome. Oh, oh, I know. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like Brad Pitt's robbing the bank. Yeah, All right. George Clooney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the whole bit. Of course, like if Brad Pitt walked in, I'd be like, oh, here's here's my money. Here you go, handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, Angel. <laughs> angel. <laughs> so, uh, but unskilled people. And this is uh, the world over. People that lack skill at a given uh, activity grossly overestimate their competence. We mm-hmm. all do it too. That's the thing. I have examples that I'm going to give here in a minute of times where I've done it. So it's, but it's, it's a real common thing. And it's, it's not tied into narcissism. It's not tied into personality disorders. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a thinking error of mm-hmm. time. It's a category error to where <clears throat> people that lack skill to give and think. So, and there's been tons of studies on this. Like people, yeah, I, the last people like they're, they're okay. Well, I mean, if you try this, you, Talk to 10 people. If you're a mm-hmm. listener, pick 10 people that you regularly interact with and ask them to rank themselves on a scale of one to 10 on how good of a driver they are. And you're going to like, I'll bet you that eight out of 10 people that you ask are going to say they're a, an, an expert driver. They're really good. <laughs> they're better than they're above. They're at least going to say they're above average. Eight out of 10, that's not above average, but people are going to answer that way. People will do it for humor. People will do it for like, like bullshitting what they think they might know about science, fighting, jujitsu, you know, um, like a a lot of physical things, you know, think about all the dudes on the, on the sofa watching, you know, football on a Sunday, like yelling at the TV because the, you know, their favorite quarterback couldn't thread a pass 40 yards down, downfield, but they, they could have hit that, that out towards the sideline. They could have done it. You know, pe- yeah. people like that kind of the Polk high four touchdowns, uh, <laughs> you know, Al Bundy type yeah. of dudes. Yeah. Well, and it, it kind of like reminds me of, um, of uh, like even a couple of our friends. I remember distinctly we were sitting we were sitting watching a UFC one time and um, I mean, and these are professional fighters and, and I remember that, I mean, there was some sort of scramble on the ground and, and our buddy was like, dude, I just hit him. I'm like, I just hit him. Everybody's like, <laughs> like yeah. jumped. Yeah. I'm like, of course. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. You like, you I just stand up. Yeah. 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 Of, yeah. yeah. Well, I looked into this and this was from psychology today. So this is kind of pretty consistent with what you're talking about. It says, the concept of the Dunning-Kruger effect is based on a 1999 paper uh, by Cornell University psychologists David Dunning and Justin Kruger. Oh, Justin Kruger. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the pair tested participants on their logic, grammar, and sense of humor and found that, that those who performed in the bottom quartile rated their skills far above average. Hmm. It's called illusory superiority. So, for example, that's the, that's the those in the term. 12th percentile rated their expertise to be 
on average, in the 62nd percentile. (laughs) The researchers attributed the trend to a problem of metacognition, the ability to analyze one's own thoughts or performance. Those with limited knowledge in a domain suffer a dual burden. Not only do they reach mistaken conclusions and make regrettable errors, but their incompetence robs them of their ability to realize it. Yeah, unskilled and unaware of it, bro. Wow. And and you're saying that's not narcissism though huh? right wow it's, yeah it's not tied in with personality disorders yeah so okay so oh look at this why do people fail why do people fail to recognize their own incompetence oh uh, this is many people would describe themselves as above average in intelligence humor and variety of skills they can't accurately judge their own competence because they lack metacognition or the ability to step back and examine oneself objectively. In fact, those who are the least skilled are also the most likely to overestimate their abilities. Wow. So And is so, that this across the board? Yes, people all over the all over the board do this. Wow. And 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 it's it's not even for like uh I mean it, it's all it's all people I mean, of course, it's going to be a continuum, mm-hmm. but like with different maybe traits within like the amount of things you could be good at. So, you know, you could have a highly skilled functioning person that's elite at whatever, but maybe they're a terrible driver mm-hmm. that they're susceptible. They're just as susceptible to the Dunning-Kruger effect as somebody with like lower mental cognition and lack of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. The, the, the low cognition, lack of self-awareness uh, person is the most susceptible to the Dunning Kruger effect. The type of person that I mean, that you, you asked if the dude was delusional mm-hmm. that thought that lemon juice would make make him disappear. I mean, he obviously wasn't a super bright bulb. So you get somebody that's already not very bright, and then you add on top of that a uh, lack of skill. Um, that what the reason they they do this is like they're in order to truly appraise yourself as having a given skill you you this is according to the research you actually have to kind of have that skill have learned it and practiced it to realize how bad you used to suck at that thing to truly be able to be like oh yeah damn i didn't know what i was doing i didn't know what i was talking about yeah yeah but so do you think then that the <laughs> these eight these six people and that feel like they can beat a grizzly bear in a fight or the eight people that feel like they out of a hundred that they can, I know I'm saying okay yeah 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 sure they feel like they could beat an elephant in a fight which is that should be (laughs) both of them should be zero by the way but I mean do you feel like these people are potentially suffering from the Dunning-Kruger effect or or I mean are they aware of some, I don't know, Chris some Angel super shit technique. that they could do, you know, like <laughs> do I, magic to beat that elephant? I think we have to operate under the assumption that some people were just kind of talking shit and being funny and yeah. just answered that way. I, yeah. I, I hope, I really hope well, that people were like, oh, yeah, I could beat it. I could beat an elephant. But, yeah, but if you're the interviewer or the pollster, and I guess you can't do that, but I mean, I would be like, really? <laughs> really? You really think you could do that? Okay. If, if we're... We're, if we're giving the pollster some credit that they're sorting through to get legit answers and people are still answering that way, I would say most definitely that's Dunning-Kruger in full effect. Well, yeah, but why are we why are we assuming they're just talking shit? Like, I would – I'd have to – I mean, you've heard some people talk. Like, they yeah. think they could beat yeah. certain – Well, it's just amazing like, to how me. Many, like, so pick something middle of the road, okay? Like a chimp 
or a wolf. Okay. You're not... No weapons. You're not beating those things, yeah. dude. You're not. Yeah. I promise you. Yeah. Like you'd have your hands full with a medium-sized dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not. You're, you're gonna have a really hard time. And a de- chimpanzee is gonna collect your testicles and your eyeballs. Yeah. And yeah. your fingers. Yeah. Why did chim- chimpanzees seem to do that? It's because like, they know we value those things, man. <laughs> it's like when they, when they <laughs> when they get into a fight, they immediately go for your dick. Like it's, it's like, empathy. You yeah. know, they know what it's like. It like, seems like you would be unprepared for like, ah, get away. Yeah, you'd lose complete game plan of how you're yeah. going to fight it. It's just latching on just with its teeth, too. Yeah, yeah. They'd fight dirty. Everybody You've seen chimpanzee dirty. teeth? Right. Yeah. They're, God. They're, they're horrible. Yes. I've seen chimpanzees eat monkeys alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hunt them. Yeah. See, that, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, like in packs. Those, those type of animals um, – seem more middle of the road. They don't seem as preposterous as a rat or a grizzly bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was looking at this too, though. Like, Look at this. This okay. is what I was thinking about. Um, it said, here, let me, I was going to, says the opposite of the Dunning-Kruger effect. If Dunning-Kruger effect is being overconfident in one's knowledge or performance, mm-hmm. it's the, it's the polar opposite. It's polar opposite is imposter syndrome or feeling that one is undeserving of success. People who have imposter syndrome are plagued by self-doubts and constantly feel like frauds who will be unmasked at any second. Mm-hmm. That is the only explanation for thinking you're going to lose to a rat. Like rats good. Yeah. 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 Well, you know what? Like this, it might be related to this because there's there's more specifically to the Dunning Kruger effect that competent people, people that have a high level of skill at something, will make a different error. They'll they'll assume that other people are about on their level, mm-hmm. and and so like, you know, like a a I don't know, I don't know, uh, a, a biologist that knows everything there is to know about animals. They they know that they're smart that that they're not gonna but but they're the, but the more you learn about something the more you realize that you don't know it's that classic thing like mm-hmm. the more I learn the more I realize I don't know mm-hmm. but also they think that they're they're uh, like other people would score higher on a test on biology than they really do mm-hmm. it, and and so it's like they give people more credit than they deserve the the competent people so with with imposter syndrome that that that's like. Well, for an imposter syndrome, the, the the person doesn't necessarily have to be competent. Like, you could be a loser and also have imposter syndrome and just mm-hmm. be right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could, I mean, you could, but wouldn't that also almost be like a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point? Probably. I mean, like, you know, I, 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 I talk to a lot of clients about this and, um, and you probably hear this too, <clears throat> and... You know, a lot of, I think this is not just related to those in the criminal justice system, but I hear this a lot. It seems maybe anecdotally more on that level is they, you know, they approach situations like if they're going to go talk to their PO or they're going to a court case and, um, or whatever. And their, their method is I'm going to plan for the worst and hope Hope for the best. It seems like, like imagine Imagine that was your entire theme of your fight camp if you're Dustin Poirier going against Conor McGregor. To plan for the worst and hope for the best. Hope, right. And so I'm saying you 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 make a plan which sounds actionable that you have an influence on and that you 
can kind of predict. And when you can predict something, that means there's an element of control. And the the control would indicate that if you do certain things, it's going to move it in that direction. Hope sounds like equivalent to luck. It's like, Jesus, take the will. Right, right. Sounds like magic in its own way, right? And I, I mean, like, I just think about what the mental disposition is going into that. Like if, if I'm stepping into an interview, right. And you, you do a lot of interviews for alpha and like when you're looking at a, a, a new, a, a potential candidate for a therapist or like what, what's a quality that tends to ring true for you that, that says, Oh yeah, this is a person I think that would do well. It's actually like they're, they're person they're if they're personable and and like confident actually shines through to me so i i can't I, there is a there's a website called um it's called onet onet online it, it's a it's for if you ever it's i think it's onetonline.org or some crap like i don't know just google onet it's o n e t um and what it is is it's a it, is it breaks down each category of so you type in a job like waitress or something, right? Or I guess it'd be server nowadays. Don't right. cancel me. <laughs> um, a wait person. <laughs> yeah. They and on there it says they surveyed like all of um, you know like administrators who are overseeing these positions and what it is that they look for more than anything in terms of respondents. And, but the overwhelming thing that, that just baseline characteristic is confidence. That's what they're mm, looking really? for. Yeah. So. And, and confidence Which, yeah. and, and kind of like coachability, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> they don't call it that. I can't remember what they call that, but um, they're, they're looking for those things. So trainability, whatever. But confidence, if you go into a job interview and your attack is, I'm going to plan for the worst and hope for the best, that, that doesn't scream confidence no. to me. That, like, imagine that I'm planning for the worst and that comes out in my 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 tone of voice, my posture my eye contact, my answers, even if I'm not nailing them, you know what I mean? There, these these bosses who would otherwise be able to see some of this would would know. Oh, this isn't our this isn't our guy, and but for that mentality, they could have done better. So I kind of I, I was like, why not? You know, plan for the best and know that you can cope with the worst. You know, like plan that. for the best and know you can <clears throat> cope with the worst. Right? Yeah, I'm gonna plan for the best outcome. Because again, that puts you in charge and right. in control. A, a plan means that there's an, an element of predictability. And if there's an element of predictability, there's also an element of control, which means actions on my part can lead to better outcomes for me. But I know that if the worst happens, I'm going to be able to cope with that. Right. And, and I have to imagine like somebody like Dustin Poirier right. or, or really anybody yep. going into something like that has that mentality. And that, that, and I, and I just wonder like, you know, that doesn't but see like <laughs> Dunning Kruger would be like screw a plan. I get I'm the best today, or or I mean like what I I don't even know what the I don't think <clears throat> fighters at that level would have the Dunning Kruger. Now why is that? Why is that they that they don't? If because, if everyone is equally susceptible to this, why would they not? Well, because it it's 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 how you get over the Dunning Kruger effect, which I I, I think that the whole fight game is a natural antidote to the Dunning-Kruger effect. Mm-hmm. And that's because there's so much truth and reality. Does this, uh, does this graph kind of ring Oh, that's through? great. Yes. So 
confidence experience. Yes. I have zero experience, zero confidence, but for whatever reason, I shoot up to 100% without any experience whatsoever. There's the Dunning-Kruger effect. And then what happens there? I mean, I probably am knocked down, right? I'm knocked down a peg for like a, a good reason, too. And they this is called Mount Stupid. <laughs> so somebody's saying, Psh, I got this. And then... After that, says wait, this is tricky, and then it dips. They're like they're the it's it's crazy because this 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 graph is wh- which is the y axis the up. Yeah, I'm an this, idiot. It, it looks like a it looks like it looks like a u. Okay, right. And but so the, the, y the, the y axis is confidence yeah. experiences the x axis. Yeah. So actually, the more experience a person gets, the less confident they are early over on. time. Early like, on, right, right. And but then, well, well, early on, the earliest or, they sorry, have midway the, through the sorry. least amount of experience, they have the most confidence. Yeah. Midway through, as they've gained experience, their confidence actually goes down. Yes. So what's going on there? Well, you and I have both trained jujitsu before. Me kind <clears throat> and, of. Yeah. Okay. I, I I do it regularly. Yeah. And I uh, do it once a year. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm training for an Ironman. Leave me alone. That so you could actually relate to this probably with swimming. Swimming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I bet you could make the same argument with swimming that I could make with jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And because like I can swim, but not no, you really. Can. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, but like with jujitsu, uh, I, I had watched enough UFC before I trained to like realize I wasn't going to be awesome. But I thought, you know what? I'm stronger than most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm athletic. I don't want to be the jerk and hurt these little guys. So I went in there kind of with that attitude, and I got absolutely smoked. Anybody mm-hmm. that talks to you about their first experience is going to have a very similar day one experience as me. Mm-hmm. And but like before I went in, if you're looking at this graph, it was a. I got this. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I thought I'm, I'm strong. I'm athletic. That's going to be enough. And besides I've watched UFC. I'll, I kind of know what the moves look like. <laughs> watched. Yeah, <UFC>. exactly. <laughs> I know what the moves look like. I can kind of get it. I know what a triangle is, blah, blah, blah. Um, it was six months of weekly training before I actually submitted the first person. I, I, I got beat for six months, mm-hmm. but cause Cody was the next least experienced guy at West side at the time. And he had been doing it a year and a half. Oh yeah. So I just got beat down. I kept going cause I thought it was fun, but I genuinely thought that's confirmation that I am just not an athletic dude. This is fun. So I'm gonna keep doing it, but God, I suck. I'm never mm-hmm. getting this. And then mm-hmm. one day some, uh, some new people came in. These are the first people I'd rolled with in six months. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I've been learning things. I smoked them. Mm-hmm. It was great. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's where all of a sudden the, my confidence started to raise back up again. Mm-hmm. Really motivating to but, – but the thing is, is like I had to gain some skill. I had to gain some proficiency in it to be able to realize how bad I originally sucked to then have the uh, presence of mind like, okay, you know what? Like if I'm going to be good at this, I have to – take control. I have to do what you're saying here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to, you know, uh, plan for the best or, or whatever. What'd you say? Plan uh, for the, yeah. Plan for the best and know that you can cope with the there worst. There we go. Right. And so the, like a guy like Dustin Poirier, you know, he, he, he executed his game plan mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and it worked out, worked out in the second and the third fight. But I bet you, Dustin's plan, like, like, so the, 
if the worst thing would happen, which would mean that Connor would land his big left hand, mm-hmm. Dustin probably planned on f- finding ways to get it to the ground. Mm-hmm. And and Dustin mm-hmm. didn't just bank on that. He 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 knows that Connor's a formidable opponent and is doing his own scouting of of Dustin Poirier and and had to plan 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 accordingly. And uh, kind of to further the, this whole Dunning Kruger thing, I I just barely had an example of this myself as recently as Tuesday on the mat. Mm-hmm. So I, if you're a listener, I I do jujitsu. I don't do the striking part of fighting though. I just just the grappling submissions, joint locks, chokes, and there's a there's kind of a it's, it's known among MMA fans that. Every time you get punched in the face, you lose a belt level. You hear you hear people say that all the time. Like a black belt, smash them in the face. Now they're a brown belt. Smash them in the face again. Now they're a purple belt. And I've been aware of that, but I've never quite felt it. But so this Tuesday, uh, we all we we train Tuesday morning, and we all put on MMA gloves, mm-hmm. and we we incorporate striking mm-hmm. into our grappling. Mm-hmm. We we didn't go full out. Full shots, just pitter pat, just to you know, you'd you'd tag the person in the face, let them know you got him. But we're not we're not doing. I mean, my face is ugly, but it's not black and blue, right? Mm-hmm. I look fine. Um, the the dude that I went against, his name's Dave Castillo, mm-hmm. and he's a, a pro fighter. Mm-hmm. It, he's been doing this. He's and and uh, I I really thought that the fact that I've been training jujitsu since 2007 that Okay, I, yeah, I don't train striking, but I'm really good at positioning, and I I think I'd be able to hack it. And you know, if 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 someone's raining down strikes on me, I know how to defend myself. I can close the distance. I can, I can you know get up on a single leg, tip them over, and if I'm on top, I know how to punch people. I know how to drop elbows. I do mm-hmm. fine. Anyway, uh, once Dave started punching me in the face, even though it was soft, he was a perfect gentleman. He wasn't hurting me at all. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he started punching me in the face, I freaking panicked. I got tired way quicker i don't get tired grappling i got tired grappling him i got i got tense like i i really felt like i forgot half my techniques i was i was was scrambling and you know i'd be getting hit and i'd I'd go for a position like a deep half guard sweep and uh he would like pop 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 just nailing me in the face and i'd like i'd bail on i'd forget i'd freeze dude it, it was the most humbling experience like i don't know what the hell i'm doing like it's completely different right and that's and and that's even with me having some level of expertise right and that's just and that's just another layer of of fighting right on top of that yeah and you had just a simple layer on top of that which which is i mean equivalent to if if a person had no idea how to do grappling and only knew fight like punching Mm -hmm. um they'd be equally like in crutches as a result of that. Most like they certainly. They wouldn't be able to, right. Well, so I guess listeners would probably want to know, like, number one, how do I recognize for myself that I'm experiencing the Dunning-Kruger effect? And then secondly, what's the antidote? Like, wh- I mean, how do I how do I escape it? <laughs> the, the two main ways are, uh, it, that at least it gets suggested, is like ask peers for feedback, be willing to... Li- uh, get some rough answers that you don't mm-hmm. want to hear mm-hmm. and uh, keep learning. Because, so, uh, again, the only way to get through the Dunning-Kruger effect is to develop skill in an area so that you can then reflect back and realize that you suck. Yeah. So accepting feedback, being willing to ask people like, hey, hey how would you say I do with this? Anything I can improve on? Mm-hmm. Those types of things are going to – and look, so when 
I made this assignment is for clients, but I think that this topic is for therapists. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Especially when you're attempting to train them Yeah, and they feel like I've got this. Yep. And I mean, I, what I, what I can say is, um, you know, I felt pretty confident when I graduated about having a, an idea of how therapy worked. And then I realized I don't know anything. Mm. And, but that was through rigorous 80 hour of work week, you know, session after session after session, like just, you know, and then, and then, I don't know, 10 years later, I'm like, eh, I kind of got an idea of what's going on. You know, I'm not an expert. I don't, I don't know. The word expert seems really silly in a field like ours. At, at what point did you, so upon graduating, you had the confidence you're on the, the, the left end of the, of the, the U on that, that Y axis. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, like, do, do you remember like, when, when did you feel like, oh man, I kind of suck at this. I'm never going to get this or no, some version I, of that. Cumulatively, what I would say is, is that I, I've seen, so I've witnessed therapists do their thing and just realize how poorly, like, especially like in group therapy, right? Just watching Hanley. Yeah. Mike Hanley is a good example, but, but even, you know, just, I, I think just seeing things other therapists who may not have necessarily that flavor, but just, you know, being really competent in, in delivering a certain evidence-based practice and then realizing, God, I don't know anything about that stuff. And then, and then also, you know, I, I'm humble enough to recognize research and that, that research suggests, okay, you know, this is how good you probably are. And this is what you need to do to get better. And this is the only way to get better. And this is how to go through this. So actually, um, more so than, than, uh, you know, uh, one of my, one of my, uh, supervisors, Darren Carver, he was really helpful with this. He was teaching, I mean, really good about knowing how evidence-based practices are, how therapists are learn, how they evolve over time and how they maintain competence and fidelity to a specific model. So that's kind of where it was. I mean, but so, so essentially you're saying, Pay attention to feedback from peers. Yeah. Ask for feedback from Ask peers. Ask for feedback from peers. You have to be willing to accept it, though. Yeah. <laughs> and and have an ounce of humility going into this, too. Yep. I mean, that's the – yeah. And and then be willing to practice and get better and realize that this is, this is going to take time to kind of get better. And not until after you've practiced and learned can you look back on that and say, holy crap, I didn't right. know anything, dude. Yeah. So exactly. The, okay. Hard pill to swallow, but I know there it is, folks. Right. So, well, anything more to say about this? No, I uh, I, I guess uh, if you're a therapist, up. take this as a personal challenge to look at the research, have some have some humility, and get better. <coughs> P.S. Nobody on this planet can beat a bear in a fight. <laughs> yeah. Get out of my face. Let's close with that. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Okay. All, right. All right, folks. We'll see you next time. And thanks for listening to the Gorilla Social Work Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Moore and Mace Warren. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into all things related to forensic psychotherapy. As always, you can head over to utahsbesttherapy.com to check out our program and check out all the links and resources in the show notes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and wherever you prefer to get your listener fix. Please share this episode with your family and friends, and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating, which really helps us out. You guys are awesome. We'd like to stay in chat longer, but we're lying. Good night.